0: Oh, we you know I mean we we, we just uh, let's, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What what they're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play.
1: One more time. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at Kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com.
0: Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are a Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we break down realistic free agency options for the Chicago Bears and much more.
1: Hey, Dub, what's the good word, fam? Everything is all good. Perez, how about you, man? Man, I'm getting excited, bro. We got a lot of news that's going on in Bears land here. Free agencies on the horizon. Man, I got no complaints. March Madness is coming up. Bro, there's so much going on right now. Man, you are correct. A lot is
0: happening. And, man, this is the time frame to get anxious. And I'll tell you right now, I am anxious
1: to see what's going to happen next. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a lot. So, fans, we're going to unpack a lot on this show today. First thing we're going to start off by talking about is Kyle Long coming out of retirement. A-Dub, did you see that? And what are your thoughts? Man, well, Kyle Long coming back. Hey, hey, well, hey, come and join the party. <laughs> well, the thing about it is we know it's not going to be here in Chicago because – uh him and Mad Nagy, they didn't kind of necessarily end things the best way when he played here. But right. I was very happy to see Kyle Long announced that he was coming back because I think he still has something left in the tank. And I think it would be kind of cool to see which team he ends up with.
0: I think he still has something left in the tank. It looks like when he retired, looks like he still wanted to continue playing. But like, but like you're saying, a lot of issues going on internally that really got in the way. So, yeah, good
1: to see him back out there. Like you said, see where he landed next. There's a lot of competition out there. Let's see what happens. Because you got to look at it, man. I mean, Kyle Long, uh, before the injury set took place, he was a very, very productive player in this league. And I think if he ends up in the right situation, this could be a low-risk, high-reward type of signing for the right team.
0: Absolutely. And I'm quite sure he wants to go to a team looking to probably, you know, go to the playoffs or has a chance. He
1: wants to pretty much play for one of those teams like that. We'll definitely see how that goes. But Kyle Long, he was always one of my favorite Bears. So very happy to see that he's coming back to the league. Some of our bigger news from the week. A-Rob, franchise tag, A-Dub, talk to him.
0: Listen here. Listen here. Look, we talked about that franchise tag being an option. And we saw what happened over in Tampa with Chris Godwin, someone similar to A-Rob, not saying they're the same level, but they're comparable to where he got, also got a franchise tag. That was not out of the of scope with the Bears as well. We want to keep our good players. Ryan Pace alluded to this already. Kind of feel, put some fillers in there for us. We kind of saw this coming, and guess what? They executed
1: on that. So this is what I'm going to say about the situation. We still don't even know what's going to end up happening with a Rob because he basically came out and said that he has zero plans to sign his franchise tag in the immediate future. So I hope that Ryan Pace is still working out a long-term contract extension for this guy. I really hope that that's something that's still in the works.
0: Yeah, man. That is something to consider with all this. They didn't close the door on the long term. They just want to use that franchise tag to exercise that, right? Because, again, contracts, you know how to go, right? The cap space, all that is a big part of that. So you're right. They can still negotiate some other things down the road and also still take advantage of the franchise
1: tag. Yeah, because they have until July 15th for our audience to work out a contract extension before he has to play under that tag for the 2021 season. I really hope that they find a way to make something happen here. One other scenario, A-Dub, and we talked about this on the show last week, mm-hmm. is the tag and trade option. So there could be a situation if A-Rob and his his camp don't like the way that this thing is heading and they could request a trade.
0: Yes, and that could make things a little bit ugly, right, for our team if that was to occur, especially on the circumstance that we're trying to get a quarterback, right? Yep. So now you really puts it in a
1: very, very tough situation if A-Rob is unhappy. This would be a situation that's going to be very much worth monitoring. And we will definitely hit on this a lot. And we may even have an emergency podcast if something weird comes up with A-Rob or even with this quarterback situation. But man, a lot of news going on right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. And guess what? This particular situation isn't over yet. We'll definitely see what happens there. a we also had a couple of contract extensions. We had Cairo Santos that was extended. What were your thoughts on that deal? And how do you feel about Cairo's being locked in for the next three years?
0: I am excited about Santos being locked in. We saw what he did for us, you know, last year, those 27 straight, you know, field goals. The guy made it look effortless. I mean, he looked very good. And having him come back right now assures us that we have somebody in that particular position to where we can say there's no concerns there. We continue at this rate.
1: We're in good shape. Yeah. And when you look at this deal, A-Dub, it's a very team-friendly deal, if you ask Mm -hmm. me. The last two years of the contract avoidable. And so there was a lot of chatter on Bears Twitter where some people were like, oh, we overpaid for the kicker. And I said, look a little deeper into the contract because this Mm -hmm. is really a three-year deal. So when Brad Biggs reported it, he said this is a three-year deal with a max value of $11 million. So if you can get a kicker of Kyle Santos caliber in here for three years at that type of price point, you do that deal every day, any day. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You hit it right on the head. And you're right. That contract is not bad at all. And from my estimation, three-year, I think it's around $11 million, roughly around that. Maybe a little bit over at the max part of it. But you're right. This is good for a guy that's shown us what he showed us last season. So you're telling me that this guy didn't do enough <laughs> to show they deserve that? I think from what his results show,
1: I think he's right there what he deserves. And on top of this, let's not even speak about the elephant in the room. This kicking position has been a joke since Robbie Gold left town. So I'm very happy and assist that if they thought that this guy was a long-term solution, which I think he could be, Mm -hmm. then you bring this guy back. This is one less problem for Ryan Pace to have on his hands.
0: Right, and we don't need no issues on special teams because we felt that punishment, what it felt like with that kick last time right in the playoffs that didn't go well a couple years ago. Oh, my God. That, That hurt. That hurt badly. Well, guess what? Santos may be
1: the savior for now. So the next three seasons, Bears fans, we are locked up at that kicker position. Yes, sir. Another contract extension that came over the, the wire line today was Mario Edwards Jr. Now, this is somebody that we were really high on over the course of the season. Mario showed up and showed out. What do you think about this contract extension?
0: I say I enjoyed this one here to add to our depth. I mean, Mario Edwards Jr., he's the one that led us in, um, I think it was like third on the team in sacks. And I thought he did very good at providing pressure. Getting in that backfield, that's another weapon to add to some of the guys we have, like the hicks of the world on our team. So having him come back, man, got to have in our lineup to help us out to continue to apply pressure.
1: Yeah. And one of the things about Mario Edwards Jr. that I really liked was the thing that you brought up, that pressure, that Mm -hmm. he made the most out of his snaps. So when he came in the game, he showed up on film and you saw him flash out there on the field. And so he's a very valuable rotational piece. And I was really happy to see that he was coming back. And also, this is another three-year contract extension, and I guarantee you, if you look at this deal, the cap hits probably very low here in this 2021 season, so they probably have spread the money out right. pretty pretty decently. I haven't seen the details of the contract, but mm-hmm. I would imagine with the cap situation that all the teams are in that this deal has to be probably more backloaded and probably has some, some money tricks that they're doing with it. But very happy to see that we're bringing him back because – this guy played a really crucial role for us
0: last season, a Absolutely. When he came in the game on those snaps, we didn't lose a beat, really. So with that, you know you can rely on him, and that's what you want from a guy like him. And
1: let's just talk about the fact that we brought up that he's going to be serving a two-game suspension mm-hmm. next season. And so I also, when I looked at the contract, up, thought Ryan Pace probably knew, hey, let me go ahead and get this guy because we can get him at a, at a, a dollar amount that'll be favorable to us Mm -hmm. knowing that we're going to lose out on Roy Robertson Harris.
0: Right. Right. And that's the other thing we have to consider as well, right? That we're going to actually lose some of our depth. So, you know, having a guy like him that we continue to, um, that we explore and we're able to sign back, that helps. That really does. Because you're right. We can't keep everyone um, under these caps. So we got to look at who we can keep and who can still add value
1: to what we're trying to do. Right. And one more guy to look at on that D-line, A-dub, is Brent Urban. Well, yeah. we have to monitor that situation to see if he's got a guy that they bring back.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing I, I worry about with Brad Urban, because I think you kind of talked about this a few episodes ago. And with him on the market value, what his market value could be? Could we get him onto some of the deal that we have him on right now? Who knows? But the market value for him could also be going up.
1: So we really got to really assess that situation and see what, where we're going to go with him. Yeah, because that's, that's a situation that worries me a bit because mm-hmm. he also performed very well, in my opinion. Yes. and showed that he was another key rotational piece, I worry, A-Dub, that I think his value may be a little higher than what the team may be able to afford to do. But anything can happen. That's so we'll true. we'll see. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
0: good point, man, because think about it. A lot of teams are under this cap space issue, man, and it's hurt a lot of teams. And you've seen a lot of people being cut, some very quality individuals being cut under these circumstances.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the thing about it is with this team, They've shown, especially with Ryan Pace, they're very savvy with clearing cap space. So mm-hmm. while it does look like it's a little bit of a tricky situation, I do trust them to make proper moves to get under the cap because you already see that they've already started to make certain moves. They cut Buster right. Screen. They yep. cut Bobby Massey. They've restructured the deals of Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, and Cody Whitehair, and that helped to basically create about $23 million in cap space, hey eh, the you hit it right on the head. Looks like Ryan Pace figured it
0: out how to work through this um, cap space. So I will give him props for that, the being able to uh, find funds and how to get it and to help us also make some good moves down the road. So I think, well, it's pretty much tight window down the road. So I will give him props for that and be- being able to shed that kind of money. So for
1: our listeners, if you guys didn't see, the NFL salary cap came in at one hundred and eighty-two point five million dollars, mm-hmm. and the Bears rolled over about seven and a half million dollars from the previous season. So the Bears are kind of entering the week before these moves with a number around 190. That was their target. Now we have a little bit more room to work with, but you also have to keep in mind that you have to factor in the Santos extension. You have to factor in the A-Rob tag, and now you have to factor in the Mario Edwards extension as well.
0: Right. So that lets you know right there, Pres, there's going to be other moves made. And again, there will be some people that we're just
1: not going to be able to retain because of that, one situation to keep an eye on is the Jimmy Graham situation. Now, he was a guy that we talked about on the show that seemed like he was going to be a no brainer cut. But mm-hmm. now, when we have all these rumors with a, a potential Russell Wilson move here to Chicago, mm-hmm. and knowing that Jimmy Graham was like trying to recruit Russell to come here, that's a situation worth monitoring. Yeah, because you know what could happen?
0: He could possibly be cut, or they could also try to reconstruct his contract and see what works out better with him and try to maintain him. Because, again, he did do well for us praise uh, Red Zone last season. And it'll be great if we can keep him and also have him continue to help us lure Russell Wilson
1: over to the team. One thing, Adub, you were always on board with this signing. It took me a little bit of time to warm up to the idea of Jimmy Graham. But you're right, man. He did very well. I wouldn't mind seeing him back, bro, at all.
0: Right, exactly.
1: We can give him lower than that contract we have
0: him on right now. That would definitely fit our be right? saying, you know what? It looks favorable to retain them
1: under those circumstances. There's going to be a lot of information that we're probably going to have to get out to the fans this upcoming week, but mm-hmm. there's going to probably be so many more moves that are going to happen. So Bears Nation, be on the lookout because me and A-Dub may be coming on for an emergency pot this week. I just feel something's going to happen this week, <laughs> A-Dub. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it
0: too, man. And the thing is, these moves are happening very fast. Yep. So that is the key factor. Anything can happen right when we get off this podcast. Anything can happen during that time frame,
1: and so just be on the lookout, dude. I feel like a kid at Christmas, bro. Right like on <laughs> Christmas Eve, man. That's what I feel like right now. I'm so damn excited, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, we get that new toy, man. Hey, you you enjoying that? Because
1: <laughs> you know what, new toys are coming. Yep, and I'm telling you, if we end up with number three coming from Seattle to Chicago, bro, I promise you you're you, you going to hear us come on this podcast and I'm going to scream for 10 minutes straight, not even exaggerating. <laughs> I will not be mad at you, brother, because I'll probably scream a
0: little right with
1: you. They're going to be like, these dudes are lost They damn mind. <laughs> and you know what? They're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the quarterback position, A-Dub, we told the audience that we we're going to be digging into realistic free agency options for the upcoming season. So, Obviously, when you look at this team, the number one question, who's going to be the quarterback? <laughs> so right now, you got Nick Foles on the contract, yuck, and then Mitch Trubisky's an unrestricted uh, free agent, probably not coming back. So when you look at this position, outside of swinging of the fences and getting in Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, what are some of the realistic free agent options that you think that we have for this quarterback position?
0: That is a really tough one out there, man. Because you, you, if you can't get those guys, it's like, where do you land at next? And the one guy that keeps continuing to fall in my mind every time I think about their prayers that may be realistic is probably Ryan Fitzpatrick. I okay. know people looking at him like, hey, he's older. I get it. But this guy also been through wars. He's also, talk about contract rights. It'll be a friendly contract for the Bears as well. And we can still have money to do other things that we want to do, um, including part of the draft. So I kind of wonder, we're looking at him,
1: if he's still on the radar because of their reason. So that's an intriguing name, and you've brought him up in the past on the show. And I would say I was lukewarm to it at the time. But Mm -hmm. now that that you talk about it a little bit more, A-Dub, I'll say this. Ryan Fitzpatrick in the right situation for one year wouldn't be the worst scenario, right? Right, right. Because I'm assuming under your idea with Ryan Fitzpatrick, you want to pair him with the quarterback in the draft.
0: Correct. Correct, because we cannot ignore the draft. I know we got a few picks here in the draft coming up. And with this draft, I think we might be going with the quarterback, at least one of those picks. And with that, you want to have a guy who can probably, you know, help them get better, They can see what a veteran quarterback does and and learn a couple of things, right? That's what you want to see. Some progression there. So having a guy like him, a veteran, who also done a good job with teaching guys in the past, can also add some value
1: from that standpoint. You know what? Fair point. Ryan Fitzpatrick also you know, what they call fist magic because sometimes he has, like, those little rallies that he does, like, in the fourth quarter of games. Right, right. (laughs) He does. I can see that. And also, too, he's shown the ability in his career to be a mentor, right? Yes. We saw what he did there in Miami with Tua. So not the worst idea, A-Dub. Not the worst idea. So for me, if we're talking realistic outside of the home run options that are out there. right. There's two names that I that I think about, and I want to get your thoughts on it. The Hopefully. first name that keeps, like, kind of popping up in my head is Tyrod Taylor. Now, when he was with the Chargers, we know the unfortunate situation there where the, the trainer inadvertently, you know, punctured his lung, and he was out for the season. What that did was open up an opportunity for Herbert, and he slammed that door closed. and took over the job, and, you know, the rest is history there. Mm-hmm. But when I look at a guy like Tyrod Taylor, I think on a one-year deal, why mm-hmm. not? Like, what are your thoughts on Tyrod? You know what? I think Tyrod still got some, some wheels, still
0: thinking he can move around. The mobility is what I really like about him. He still got some good throwing ability as well. The talent is still there for the right situation. And think about our team, the schemes we run, right, with the Bears. He fits into that category, actually, because I like the fact that he can t- he can, you can use him in bootlegs, you know, all kinds of things you want to use him with. And the thing is, the Bears are looking at operating at these quarterback strengths more so than their opportunities coming up. That's what you heard Nagy talk a lot about lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yep. with Tyrod, he is one of those guys who can actually work around his strengths. I think that'll be good for the team if they go out to him.
1: Yeah, because when I look at him, I say, all right, he's pretty decent accuracy-wise as a mm-hmm. quarterback. But then, as you mentioned, in the past, he was a threat to run. So yep. you have that also there with him. But I look at a guy like Tyrod and I say, hey, he seems to be like he might be a good locker room guy. He would Mm -hmm. basically work with a young quarterback. So I think, why not look at a guy like Tyrod? Absolutely. I think he should be on our radar for sure. The other day, and I definitely want to get your thoughts here because this one keeps popping up a lot that I'm seeing, is Alex Smith. And him and Nagy have worked together in the past. As everyone in Bears land know, Alex Smith came off a very horrific injury. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's even playing, it says a lot about him as a person, but What do you think about a potential Alex Smith, Matt Nagy reunion for us? I think it's kind of scary
0: (laughs) in a way, (laughs) because here's, here's me, hear me out on this part, right? Yep. Alex Smith is not the really the the running type of quarterback, right? He's more in the pocket. He's trying to survey the field very well, can make some accurate throws. That's what you like about him. He's still accurate with his throws. And what he's lost his job out to other guys who are actually better than him, a little bit better because they have a little bit more mobility than him. So I would say I like Alex to come to this team. To me, he's an up, uh, one step or two steps above Foles, you ask me, right? Because Foles is pretty much a statue. <laughs> he's not yeah. going to do much. He's hot and cold. Well, Alex Smith is not a hot and cold quarterback. He's a consistent quarterback, really. You're going to get what, you're going to, what you see is what you're going to get out of him. And I like the fact that we're looking at him. He continues to operate the way he's done in the past. they will be a
1: good fit for our organization and what we're trying to do as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And the thing about it is you're correct on that. And I mean, the fact that he overcame 17 surgeries, bro, mm-hmm. after that injury, My goodness. And then also, we saw where his coach from Washington even admitted that he was a little worried about putting him out there on the field because he didn't want him to get re-injured. So I think that's something with Alex Smith that just concerns me with that leg. Yeah,
0: that's the only thing that's on the radar. You talk about concerns with him, really, is the fact of the injuries that he's taken. So that's the only part I will say that could hurt our ability to get him. But definitely, he's worth looking at, though, right? To see, let's see what he got, what he has left in the tank. And maybe he could be somebody potentially
1: for us. Yeah, but when you look at a guy like Alex Smith, he has that familiarity with Nagy. Mm -hmm. So that part makes sense to me. And Alex Smith, if we want to be honest here, he runs a system pretty damn well. That is true. He's actually run a couple
0: (laughs) of systems before. So look, he could definitely run this Bears system if Nagy doesn't make it too complicated, right? (laughs) You know, he can always do. Uh, But if you simplify it just a little bit, right, with him, he gets it. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not worried about a guy like Alex Smith on what he's able to do. I'm good with
1: him. Yeah, and the one one thing that I want our fans to think about, though, with any sort of potential Alex Smith coming here to Chicago type of scenario is the Bears, they don't really operate the KC style of office that mm-hmm. Alex Smith knew and right. ran, right? Right. So there's just going to be some nuances. So if he did come here, some things would be kind of different for him, right? Right, right. And so you have to think about where our offense really cooked last season was with a lot of the bootleg action, Right outside zone runs. So with Alex Smith coming here, they're going to have to change and tweak up a system just a little bit. But I still think that it could be a good fit.
0: Absolutely. It could be, especially if we get some good guys on that offensive line that shows improvement. That really would help Alex Smith out a lot because, you know, with his injuries, right, we're going to need to up- upgrade the line to help him. So I think with that and also having Montgomery out the backfield, that's a plus in itself, right? <laughs> you yep. have to carry the workload. You got another guy right behind who so can carry it for you. So you're right. Play actions would be awesome with Alex Smith in Montgomery. That would be money all mm-hmm. day long.
1: One thing, though, for the audience. So we talked about the veteran free agency option there at QB. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to just quickly just talk about the draft when it comes to the quarterback position. So on the show, I've mentioned, I want us to shy away from getting a quarterback in the first round, unless the more and more I look at this Trey Lance kid, mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. And for some reason, He fell to us at 20, which probably is not going to happen. But if it happened, that's a guy that I would want them to basically snatch up in that first round. If not, I'm okay with them waiting to the third or fourth round, A-Dub, to get a guy like maybe Jamie Newman or Davis Mills. And that was a guy that Brad Spielberger Mm -hmm. talked about on the show from Stanford. What are some of your thoughts there in the draft? Because I know in the past you've talked about Mac Jones. Is that a guy that you still feel like pretty strong about? I still feel strong about Mac Jones. But the thing is, he might
0: not be available, Brad's. And I think that's the key factor. If he's not, and the thing is, who does say the Bears want to take a quarterback in the first round, right? I don't right. know. We really right. don't know. So we're talking about the third round over, or further back, right? So where we may want to take someone at the quarterback spot. So with that, we might be looking at a guy like we said, Jamie Newman, who we're thinking that probably can learn from one of these veteran quarterbacks in the future. So we're looking at a guy like him, who well, I think has some upside to him, right? If he continues oh, yeah. to grow. So the oh, upside yeah. for yeah for, for Newman is huge. So we can get a guy like that, Pres, like you're alluding to, I think you are spot on, you know, because I don't think Mac Jones is probably going to be around. And if we want to move up in the draft, we'd be looking at some other quarterback, right, who's better than that's Mac right. Jones, right, if right. we, we're moving up. So yeah. that's the consideration there. But you're right. If that's not available, that's not around. We're stuck at 20. We may have to take some other options and look at, okay, but the, the rounds later, where we want to go with the quarterback.
1: Now, when I look at this draft and John Chapman, who was on the show with us last week. Mm -hmm. He rolled out a lot of different offensive tackle prospects. And so when I look at this current roster, Mm -hmm. you have Bobby Massey, who was cut. So you have Charles Leno. Don't even get me started. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And offensive tackle. And then you have a lot of younger players on the team. And then Jason Spriggs is an unrestricted free agent. So when I look at this position, A-Dub, I say, man, I really would love for them to target an offensive tackle here in that first round. And he talked about Dylan Rodon. and that was a guy that you were high on during the senior bowl recap. Right. And that's a guy that I did a little bit more tape on. And I said, all right, I know I talked last week about the fact that he was a little undersized. But John brought up some really good points about how in this scheme that we run, which is a really fair point, that Mm -hmm. that's not really the end-all be-all for a prospect like Dylan Rodon's. So I think a guy like that, maybe in the first round or the second round, Mm-hmm. would be an ideal selection for this team. What What do you think they're an offensive tackle business? I think that's a position that we need to be targeting, whether it's oh. due to draft or a free agency. You're
0: right. We got to look at two areas for the offensive tackle standpoint. You're right. Draft, of course, is going to be an area to look into. We're talking about that number 20 pick. We've got to look at that for sure, right? Because you want to get a great offensive tackle out of this draft. Because it's a loaded draft. We talk about tackles and some very good ones at that. Or mm-hmm. you can also consider, like you said, Perez, looking at free agency. Now I think there are some good free agents out there now who's been cut, who was out there, who had some injuries in the previous years and now have that availability for us. But you talked about Rodon. He is a guy who I think will be available for us for sure, for sure, because there are some other guys ahead of him, right, on that standpoint. So if you think about that piece of it, I think I like him very well. If I were to go to free agency and think about who we have as free agents out there, who can we tackle? We heard about Russell O'Connor. He's mm-hmm. out there as a yep. free agent. He missed a lot of games last year due to injury. And again, he's not going to be worth that much he once was. So you got to think about looking at him as an option. So I think that guy would be good. You think about other guy, Alejandro uh, Villanueva. He's out there now. Um, a guy who I know the Colts are looking at one to get. So I would say this type of guy who think I who can come in right now as a veteran and give us a boost. These are a couple guys who I saw on the list out there that maybe
1: we should look at and should target. Yeah, you know what? Um, of the two that you mentioned, I would say Okung would be the one that I would not admire seeing here. You know, mm-hmm. that's a veteran guy. You know that he's got talent. The thing about it is though, is that he hasn't been able to stay on the field. But right, that's a name that's kind of intriguing. Another one I wanted to throw out there to get your thoughts on was Matt Feeler. He was with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And I think that he could be somebody on a one-year contract that could be pretty good because he was a really pleasant surprise for the Steelers over the last couple of seasons there. That's true. He's a versatile guy. So I think somebody like that could add really good value here on this offensive line. And he's a veteran. No, I totally agree with you. I think you having that veteran,
0: that's what we really need on the offensive line, at least for this Bears team, because you want to get a guy that's solid. And you're right. We might even have guys that we're looking at targeting in a draft. But you want somebody to help those guys continue to get better. And also see how those guys, how they can also compete, right? That competition thing. So I would like to see those guys compete with some veterans who actually have been down the road, know the bending wars, who
1: understand the game very well. And that could be a good teaching moment for my young guys. Another thing, too, to think about on this, Matt, kid, I really like the fact that he can switch between guard and tackle. Not that the interior offensive line is an issue for us, but let's just say in a situation where an injury may happen. Mm-hmm. You get a guy that has some versatility. And I think that having those type of interchangeable guys on your offensive line is always a benefit for you.
0: I think so. I think you got to go, go over that route. So you have to look at these couple guys you mentioned, I mentioned. I think you're right. That, that's
1: some good value in, 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 in both these guys. One other name in the draft that John Chapman brought up last week on the show was mm-hmm. Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. I did a little bit more tape work on him. John was right. This kid's nasty. And so that would be another guy if potentially we waited to the second round to address the offensive line situation. Mm-hmm. He could be a kid to come in here and provide some nasty that we do not have on this offensive line, at least from the tackle position right now. Another name for the fans to consider, A-Dub.
0: Absolutely. That is a good name, though, that you all You talk about nasty. I know that the word nasty was used to describe him. Man, he gets down. He really does. You talk about the blocking, the, I mean, the finishing the plays, what he does, very, yeah, that, what he does as well. I would say, man, that's an asset. Because I'll tell you right now, a guy like Montgomery would definitely consider somebody like that. would love
1: to run behind a guy like that. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Let's talk about the wide receiver position. So this is a position right now that's in a bit of influx. Mm-hmm. Even though A-Rob has been tagged, we don't know what the long-term situation with Anthony Miller is going to be. And this is somebody on the show that I said we should be cutting just because he's a knucklehead. Javon Williams, Also, another guy you could probably cut. Doesn't really do much for me. But then you have Riley Ridley and Darnell Mooney at that position. So when I look at this and I say, even if we do work out a situation where A-Rob either comes back for one season under the tag or we work out a contract extension, I think that we need some more depth there at that position. I think we need to have another receiver there that can complement what Mooney does and what A-Rob does. What are Mm -hmm. your thoughts there at that wide receiver spot? No, you're definitely right. And especially if they're not going to play
0: <laughs> Riley Ridley. Really. So they're not going to give him a chance. So you got to look elsewhere who you, who you have, who can come in right away and make an impact. And there are some free agent guys out there that I looked into that might be a good fit for us that could possibly be Juju Smith, um, Shuster is one of those guys out there can probably come in to help out with a Rob and also Darnell Mooney. I mean, money moon. And I mean, I tell you, bro, that'll be a good a fit. You talk about a core, right? A core, a solid core for any quarterback to come in to utilize. I mean, you talk about Russell Wilson utilizing that. that will be great. Um, you can get um, even Alex Smith coming on board to to, to play with those guys. They'll be great. And then you also have a running back as well with um, Montgomery. So that makes it more of a fit of weapons you're working with. So I will say, yeah, man, a free agent, a wide receiver would definitely work for this team because you cannot rely on Miller. We know that Miller really been a tough guy for us this, this last season. He's been inconsistent. You call him what you call him. Can't get right. We can't rely on it. Can't get
1: right. Can't get right. Needs to get the fuck up out of here. Now, I'm just going to say this, ladies and gentlemen. A. W. is swinging for the fences here. He wants to go after Juju Smith-Schuster. Wow. That would be a hell of a move. I mean, we know that these guys will clear up cap space to make something like this happen. Wow, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate <laughs> on that. I'm, I'm, I'm a ponder it, but I ain't gonna hate on it. <laughs> right, 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 exactly.
0: Now the thing is, it's a gotta go out. I'm not saying we're going to get them because you're right. This cap space thing is tough. You know they're already right, Perez. Yep. But we can get them because I'm not sure if the Steelers can continue to afford them. Man, I don't know. It doesn't right. look good right now for them. So. From that standpoint, everyone is like, whose market value? Some market values have gone down a little bit due to this cap space thing, you know? And you can't pay him like you want to because of where we are right now. So this could probably be a short-term, maybe even a long-term fit for him if the Bears were to get him
1: under the right deal. And I think that would be the key, if you get him at the right deal. If not, yep. I'm kind of looking at more of a Josh Reynolds type, uh, the mm-hmm. receiver from the Rams. Yeah, that's a good one. I like him because I think you get him on a cheaper deal. And I don't think the Rams are going to be able to afford to bring him back. And the Rams already have a ton of options on offense and receiver because they have Woods and they got Cup, right? Mm -hmm. So I like the fact that Josh Reynolds could come here and not cost a lot, as I mentioned. And he would be really solid on this team, I think, in this system because he's blocked there in L.A. There's no Mm -hmm. way he's going to see the field in a meaningful role. He's not. He's not. And... Not that he's, like, a really, like, freakish athlete or anything like that, but the guy can catch, and he's got a tall frame. And so I think that would be somebody that would be really good mix between what A-Rob does and Mooney's speed, your boy Mooney. You know what? You talk about complimentary
0: players, Perez. I know I shot for the fence on (laughs) mine. You know what? That pick you just said right there with Reynolds, he actually fits the style, really, of Mooney. And of A-Rob. Because you know A-Rob is going to be our guy. He's going to be the number one target, right? He's going to be the know. guy there. So with that, this guy, Reynolds, can complement both of those guys. Mooney can still be Mooney. A-Rob can still be A-Rob. And guess what? Reynolds can step in and do his thing, you know? I, all I got to do is come in and be Reynolds. I don't want to be anybody any different But to back
1: these two guys up and make a statement. Right, yeah, because we're not asking him to be anything other than just be productive. And one thing I like about the kid, He stays healthy. Mm-hmm. he's available. And that's what you need because when you look at this league and how violent this sport is, availability sometimes is even the biggest thing outside of productivity. So a guy like this who can stay on the field will be even important for us going forward. So Absolutely. I really like Josh Reynolds and I hope that's the guy that Ryan Pace is targeting.
0: I agree with you. And another thing I'm going to add to this, Perez, is that you do need depth. We don't have the wide receiver depth right now
1: and he definitely would add to it. He would add to that. Exactly. So whether a Rob situation is, is locked in long-term. I still think that they need to add depth, as A-Dub said. Agree with you 100%. A-Dub, safety position. What the hell are we going to do with safety? <laughs> <laughs> look, man, look. With the safety position,
0: we could look to the draft. You know that, right? We always can look there. That's, um, that's an always available option. But I've seen a couple guys who I really like, Perez. I'm not sure if we can get them. The one guy I looked at was um, Jaquees Yep, as well. Um, he was with the 49ers, suffered some injuries. But the thing is, I like his versatility. He's right. one of those low-rated guys. I mean, he goes underrated all the time. You really don't tell can tell really how good he really is, because a lot of people don't talk about him as much, but he's one of those underrated guys who can come in and make a pretty good impact to allow Bojack to be Bojack. And that's what you want. You want somebody to let Bo- Jackson be who he is. And you can't do that with somebody who um can't tackle that well or someone who can doesn't have that versatility or that speed.
1: Also, too, when you look at a guy like that. Very productive player, but he comes from a really good defense there uh with mm-hmm. the Niners. So that is an intriguing name. Uh, I do like that one, A dub a lot. One thing I wanted to ask you. So when we look at this position, and we both have been very critical of Eddie Jackson and just know that Eddie could be way better than what we saw from him last season. And I'm hoping that we see him go back to where I can call him Bojack again. Right, right. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you there. But when you look at the position next to him, and you were very high on Tyshon Gibson from last season. Mm -hmm. And he had a very solid season. Is there any way that you think that he could come back on a lower contract with us? Or do you think that he played himself into a bigger contract elsewhere? You know what? It's really, do we really want to be back here with us?
0: And would he be willing to play for? Probably a lower contract. And that's Mm -hmm. something you really don't know for a guy like him. And this one you can't really dictate either. But I will tell you this year, he was one of those guys that I did look at I was high on as well, but he didn't get a lot of tackles right he wasn't that guy who was grimy you can say he's go hit some blitz and things of that nature but it put Bojack in the situation to do those things because he couldn't do it as successfully so for me, I'm looking for a guy that can do that to allow BoJack to be flexible right to go here to go there to do him with that I don't think Gibson gives him that much flexibility to do those things so I wonder first of all, he is solid do you want him you think he's more comparable with Jack? and I'm not so sure way how we played last year together that he's a better complimentary to Bojack right that's where I'm at with him right
1: and that's a fair point because I've always mentioned that Eddie Jackson is his best when he could be freelancing and he could play that center field position and be a ball hawk right Mm -hmm. and we haven't seen that out of Eddie and I'm hoping that Sean Desai being the new defensive coordinator we'll see a new type of Eddie Jackson we'll see the Eddie Jackson that we remember right 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 now You bring up a point there about Gibson. One thing that I wanted to think, want you to think on, and for our audience to think on, though, is in this season where cap space is going to be a premium for teams. Mm -hmm. If you could get a guy like that to come back, I think you do it only for because of the salary cap. So for one more season, but then Mm -hmm. also you have a new DC, maintaining consistency, I think, is going to be very important. And I think that you can scheme Eddie Jackson to go back to the way that he played in a top level. And I think that that's why I'm really high on Desai, because I think that he's going to put Eddie Jackson in positions to succeed. Absolutely. You make a
0: good point, Perez. And the one thing is, we know what we're going to get from Gibson. We already know, right? Right. And that's not bad. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because we know he is decent. He's solid, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's great, but he's solid. But you're right. If we can't allure someone better, absolutely, we
1: got to keep the guy in camp. Keep Keep him with the system at the right price. At the right price. Now, when we did our senior bowl recap episode, there was a guy that I was really high on. And this is somebody that still, if he fell to us like in the third round of the draft, I would be so happy, dude, that Hamza Dean from Florida State. Mm-hmm. If we could snatch him in the draft and basically one more year of a Tyshawn Gibson type veteran player, mm-hmm. but then you get that guy in the draft, that is something that would make me very happy because in last season's draft, we missed out on a couple safety prospects. So right. I would really love if they att- uh, attacked that position in the draft, especially with a kid uh, like a uh, hamster thing, right. Man, we get him impressed if he's available, right? if he's yeah, available. If he's available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be good for
0: us because now we have a solution. I can see him progressing even better than where he's at right now and getting a chance to work and learn from one of the vets. That's even even better, Prez. So I can see that we having, the, um, having a guy like him to come in to make some impact for us, not this
1: year, but probably the year after, you know, that'll be pretty good. Yeah. So I think that will be something worth looking at. And that's what I'm really excited about. What's going to happen in free free agency, because a lot of the things that we're discussing, they can be totally different come draft time. So, right. We don't know what's going to happen in free agency, which is why I'm so damn excited because we don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Because i tell you right now, free agency you may dictate who we go with in the
0: draft, man. It's going to play a big part in that. So that's why I'm so anxious. Like, man, we can go many different directions. Really yep. can. And one is going to cause us to go in a different direction with the next.
1: So a couple more positions that I wanted us to focus on before we get out of here, A-Dub. Yes, sir. Tight end position. What are your thoughts there? Because as we mentioned in the opener, Jimmy Graham could be a cut candidate or his contract could get restructured. But you have Cole Komet that's probably going to be like the lead dog there at that position. But mm-hmm. what do you think about the tight end position? Because that was a position two seasons ago that was a laughing stock <coughs> for us. And I thought that they served pretty well last year. But what do you think there with the tight end position, going into free
0: agency? I think we're pretty much solid at the tight end position because it looks like we're going to have Cole Komet really be the guy that lead the way going forward. He's supposed to be the future. We want to give him a chance. He showed a lot of improvements throughout the season as we got him more involved in the game. I like what I've seen from him. The other thing would be, okay, we're going to keep Jimmy Graham. What's going to happen there? Because that's what's going to be who's going to back him up, right? We're going to need that. Can't go on that thin with just one guy or maybe one guy and a half (laughs) Um, from a tight end standpoint. We're going to need some depth there. So I would say if we can't keep Graham, we're going to have to go out there and get another tight end to help out with this team.
1: Yeah, because we're going to probably lose Demetrius Harris, which I'm totally fine with. Fuck him. But I think think they re-signed J.P. Holt. So they have a little depth piece there. But for me, A-Dub, when I look at this position, I say, why don't we don't look at free agency for this position, but maybe look at the draft. Draft, okay. So obviously don't draft Kyle Pitts, even though he's a stud, but I just don't think that they should draft him in the first round. But maybe a fifth round, sixth round pick, Go after Tommy Trimble from Notre Dame. And I know everybody's mm-hmm. going to say, oh, prayers, you're a Notre Dame fan. I'm telling you guys, turn on the tape of Tommy Trimble and watch him fucking block. He lights people up. You could never have enough people like that that plays with that type of nasty at that position. And you team him up with Cole Komet, who also shows that he has a level of nasty to his game. Tommy Trimble, was somebody in the later parts of the draft, if he's available... That's someone that I would love to see added on this uh, tight end spot. Man, that's a good one, Prez. That dude can lay some wood. <laughs> he, he can, <laughs> man, He can
0: lay some wood on you. So I like that pick you just mentioned, man. I think he could come in and add some value while with him and commit. They can probably shed a responsibility. Again, if we don't keep Jimmy Graham, that could be a guy right there on the radar. So you're right. If he's available at that time frame, Prez, that's someone to look at,
1: someone to consider getting um, in the late rounds. Yeah. And the thing about this, he would be a development guy, but I would love to see a guy like that maybe work like a, a two tight end package or coming in mm-hmm. on the goal line. Like that would be somebody that would really open up some space for Montgomery. So absolutely. That, that's something that I really hope that we look at. Whether Jimmy Graham comes back or not, you mm-hmm. can never have enough guys like that on your roster. I agree with that. Because the thing is we can continue to continue to grow them too,
0: right? To learn, continue to grow on these guys here, and possibly be that future share
1: responsibility with commit. So between inside linebacker and the interior of the O-line. Which of those positions do you think that we need to upgrade? I think inside linebacker, we need to upgrade. Okay, that's kind of what I'm thinking too, yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm. I'm also looking at not only, after Roquan, we're, we're dead, right? After that, Roquan and Trevathan, we're kind of dead in that area, to me. Oh well, Yeah,
1: yeah, because we saw what happened with that shit last year <laughs> in, the, that, in that damn Saints game. I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this squad, bro? Right. That, line, that line, inside linebacker depth was trash.
0: It was, it really was. And the thing is, Trevathan is is getting older, and he's not looking better either. So we're talking about just a a temporary solution. we got to also think about a long-term solution as well for us Mm -hmm. to go with Roquan Smith. Because Roquan is going to be the future right now and the future for us um, at this point. And Trevathan doesn't seem to be that guy on the same page with him, especially when it comes down to coverage and passing. And he doesn't move very well. He's late at times, and that comes back to bite you, right? So you got to consider looking at elsewhere with that.
1: Yeah, and one thing for our our audience to think about is with the Bears, they don't tend to sub out their linebackers on defense much, right? But as A-Dub mentioned, the depth at this position is so bad, and there's no replacement plan for Trevathan. I go back and forth on this because I really love Danny Trevathan and what he brings as far as in the locker room and that he's a grinder. Mm -hmm. But man, A-Dub is so right. He had a really up-and-down season. It was solid, but it was up-and-down. Right. Also, there's actually word that the Bears may shift to a 4-3 scheme under Desai. So now. That's possible. Yep. That's possible, right? So if that were the case, then I think they need to bring in another off-the-ball linebacker to play with Roquan and Trevathan. I agree. And then that's going to move Quinn and and Khalil Mack down the line. So when I think of something like that, I say – there's a couple guys out there that I'm looking at. One of them, and I want to get your thoughts on them, is Jarrett Davis. Mm-hmm. I think somebody like that would be really nice to put next to a guy like Roquan Smith, potentially.
0: Man, I like that name you mentioned because he fits the scheme. He really fits a decide type of scheme. The mm-hmm. guy plays physical, right? And I know side talked about the mental ability for the Bears defense to put on people, right? The physicality and the mental toughness to drive out there. And this guy could be a big part of that. And you won't get him at a a crazy price range either at this point. So I think he could be someone to come in, press, and execute right away with those guys.
1: Yeah, and the one thing, too, let's think about this. So he fell out of favor with the Lions, Yeah. But they have a new coaching staff in there. So the new coaching staff may prioritize him, but he's got a ton of upside Mm -hmm. and someone I really like. I mean, we watched those Lions Bears games and he was a guy that flashed on film over and over again, at least in my opinion. I thought he showed up pretty well. So he would be really solid and a young guy. And I think that would be really good long term playing up next to a Roquan Smith. Right. And
0: the thing is, he was also in a, in a limited role with them, you know, this, yes. this season, this past season. So with that, he's kind of got an idea how to play in limited roles so he will not be disgruntled with us. if We put him in a limited role as well. Yeah. But the
1: thing about it is, that I think if he leaves out of uh, Detroit, he's probably going to be looking for an advanced role. He's probably going to be looking for a starter position. Mm-hmm. I think with his talent, I think that's somebody that definitely should be looking at. Now, Yeah, one thing that I want our audience to think about, if... The Lions prioritize him and other teams start to kind of get wind of him. Do not go after him if it's going to be any sort of a bidding war. But Mm -hmm. if there's a situation we can bring him in here and we don't have to like get the price run up on us, he's someone that I really think would be a nice player for Ryan Pace to swing the fence for.
0: Exactly. We're not that far away, you know. (laughs) Chicago, Detroit, you know, you're not that far. So let's just consider.
1: Yeah. Now in the draft, on our senior ball recap. I talked about Justin Hilliard from Ohio State. This is somebody in the later rounds that I think if we could get him in here, he's an inside linebacker, plays very well, plays sideline to sideline. He would be a quality depth piece to add because right now, if you look at that inside linebacker position, you have Josh Mm -hmm. Woods and you have Iggy. And those guys to me are just special teams players. But a guy like Justin Hilliard, I think can come in this league, develop, and I think he could be a productive player. I really love the pedigree. He comes from Ohio State. He's played in big games. Yep. Battle tested. That's somebody that I would really love to see Ryan Pace target little later rounds of the draft. Oh, that will be a good one. Because the thing
0: is, you know, I always say, "Press a lot of guys can learn from guys on this Bears defensive team. You can learn from Mac. You can learn from Higgs. You can learn from Mario Edwards. It's a lot of guys on this team that new guys can really learn from and grow. And we've seen guys come to this team the past couple of seasons and uh, grew as well. So I like that idea of having a young guy like him come from a system like that. So where they nurture, you know, defense, man, they will be
1: pretty good. Before we get out of here, you and I have already talked about on the show how in the interior offensive line, I think that's an area of strength for this team because you have big James Daniels coming back. Yep. Uh, you have Cody Whitehair, who's a pro bowler. And then Sam Mustafer stepped it up last season, right? Big, yep. All right. So when you look at this position, I think we're pretty good there. However, I wouldn't mind if they targeted someone in the draft. So one of the guys that you talked about in the senior bro recap was Quinn Miners. Yes. And that was the kid that lit it up, played hurt. I mean, that guy right there, if you could look at a guy like that, maybe in the later rounds as a depth piece on this offensive yeah. line, to complement what Alex Barris is bringing as a young uh, developmental guy, Mm -hmm. that would be awesome. Oh, man, that would be. You know I'm a big fan of him.
0: (laughs) So, um, yeah, that guy, man, is a hard-nosed, I mean, physical specimen, you ask me. I like what he's able to do. And he showed flashes, of showing he can take on anybody. So you put this guy on our team, man, the sky's the limit for him in learning
1: and growing. Yeah, so I think that would be a really good developmental piece um, on that interior offensive line. So... Very excited to look forward to what we can do with free agency and also with the draft. Before we get out of here, A-Dub, I want to remind our listeners that we do have the March Madness pool that we're doing with uh, our 35 contestants. We sent the links out. Don't forget to add yourself to our group. DBE podcast is the bracket. And then the password is Russ2Chicago. With that being said, me and A-Dub talked on the last episode about how we were going to cook up a bet between the two of us on who would have the better bracket. So A-Dub, if my bracket's better than yours, I think it will be. Um mm. <laughs> <laughs> A-Dub's going to owe me a, a bottle of wine. Just throwing that out there. That's what we doing. A bottle of red wine on A-Dub when my bracket beats his. Now, A-Dub, in the unlikely case that you beat me, what you looking for, brother?
0: Hey, man, look. You're going to have to go ahead and give me another Bears cap. Okay. All right. I could do that. I could do that. That's what's on the table right there. you wear red wine versus my Bears cap. Okay? So All right, hey, Cool. If I win, which I know I'm going to win, just <laughs> for the listeners, <laughs> I'm going to come home a champion <laughs> against brands <Perez> at least. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's other people out there who are very good with these brackets, so I'm respecting you all's hustle
1: with it. <laughs> Just he, but he just gonna come for me, (laughs) gonna come for bread. That's (laughs) right, that's the goal is to beat (laughs) Brad. And I'm gonna gonna tell you this, audience if this guy beats me, I'm gonna have a tough uh job on my head trying to find a hat that fits his big ass head. That's gonna be tough. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that one. (laughs) Oh, AW, my guy, man. But hey, listeners, we appreciate it. We look forward to everybody that's gonna join the contest with us, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Without further ado, we are out. A-Dub, gotta sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sinches Podcast. You can find
0: this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for your continued support of this podcast. Bear Nation, come right out with us. Peace.